stepped onto the grandest stage of them all and fulfilled her promise to her fans, to her family, and most importantly, to herself. Congratulations, Bianca Belair. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very muzzy wrestling podcast. Ten episodes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One for every listener we get on average. I'm Matt. I'm Sammy. We're married, and we're going to talk about professional wrestling. It's been a week since uh, the the showcase of Immortals, WrestleMania 37. Uh, both nights have happened. Uh, like as we went through last week, we watched pretty much everything WrestleMania week related. Capped off with the second night of WrestleMania. We're here to break it down from start to finish, all six, seven hours of it. Night one, night two. Um, but I, I will say, just I don't know what happened. I think it's because we watched a week straight of wrestling, and just like we watched Raw too, and just we started NXT on Tuesday, and just halfway through it, I was just kind of like, I don't want to watch wrestling anymore. Like, I fucking burned myself out on it. So, to be honest, we haven't watched much this past week, like, this past Mania. I have no idea what happened on SmackDown. I don't remember Raw. We've just we've been watching a lot of movies and TV shows, and that's been a, a nice change. So, are, are you adequately prepared to talk about pro graps again? Yes. All right. Um, cool. I thought, yeah, I don't know. I just sometimes I expect more than one word. That's okay. Sorry. Another one word? Yes. Okay, Daniel Bryan. Um, but yeah, no, we're back. It's it's been a week. Uh, we're ready to go. I refreshed myself this morning. I got up the uh, my UK account on the WWE Network to skim back through and see what all's going on. Uh, so we're we're ready to go. Um, in addition to myself and the beautiful Sammy, returning this week is our esteemed guest, two-time prior guest, the man, the myth, the legend, Brandon BDC. What is good, my friend? It's good to be back here on the very muzzy wrestling podcast right here on Spotify. Make Foley thumbs up. Hell yeah, bro. Um, well, welcome back. It's uh, we, we watched WrestleMania together last week. We went to your place in the theater room night one, and you came here on night two, and night two is a little cloudier to me. I don't know if it would be to you. Oh, we were wasted, dude. We were, we were wasted. How, how many beers flowed across those couple days, would you say, honey? Across the days, probably a lot. I don't know an exact number. I just know me and Brandon were pretty, uh, pretty mad liddy on night two. Oh yeah. Um, I, I there's literally I went through this morning to like kind of rewatch some things, and there was stuff that happened on night two. I straight up don't remember. Like I don't think it's because I was like blacked out. I just think it was because night two was probably a little bit weaker than night one. But there were things that it happened a week ago, and I was like, holy shit, that happened. Yeah, and we also didn't watch wrestling, so also, like, it wasn't completely fresh on our minds. Right. Um, People, you're going to have to bear with us if you hear some background noise today. Our cat has decided to be a huge pain in the ass. I think it's because she knows Kevin Nash got inducted into the Hall of Fame, and she's channeling her uh, inner spirit animal. (laughs) She's like, fuck it, I'm going to tear some papers apart. Uh, Brandon, is is WrestleMania from last week pretty fresh in your mind still, or are are you just kind of going in blind? I'm kind of going in blind. Uh, watched it, had a good time. Got a uh, got tipsy both nights with you, and yep. just gonna free ball it. Let's uh, let's free ball it. Uh, before we dig into that, I gotta ask you. I I know the answer because we already discussed it beforehand. But you got another uh, another quiz for me today, yeah? Oh yeah, of course. 
Um, like last time where you're going to play a, a sound effect at any point in this and I've got to be ready to go? Yeah, man. So, I, you, you know, just for tradition, I, I got to ask you. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Are yeah, you I'm ready, ready once again, Matt Muzzy, to showcase your just ridiculous amount of wrestling knowledge? I'm ready. Sammy, are, are you ready to watch me be ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready, Eddie, 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 Eddie. Well, we had, uh, you know, last uh, last time here, you had to answer 15 questions right to get a wrestling action figure you're choosing. You got 14. Still very impressive. Thank you. Uh, and then we went to the double or nothing bonus question, and you got that. So, Matt, what uh, what wrestling action figure did you end up getting? I, I bought one on on the internet. It's a pre-order, so it hasn't showed up yet. But it is a uh, the Ultimate Edition Elite Stone Cold Steve Austin. It comes Damn, with uh, a t-shirt and a title belt and like three different heads that you can pop on and off, like interchangeable yeah, heads. Okay, I'll, I'll remember that when when you owe me a wrestling action figure. That I mean, there's there's no limit because obviously you know you went top of the line. So I'll remember yeah. that. Yeah, and that hasn't shipped yet. It's a pre-order, but uh. I'm kind of glad it's a pre-order because I've gotten so many packages in the past week and Sam is just so fucking sick of me buying things. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, as uh, as always, at any point through this podcast, you are going to hear this. And you will be tested in a three-minute speed round, which you have to answer... You have to beat your high score. That's how we're going to do this. So you have to beat 14 to get a wrestling action figure you're choosing. If you get that, you can do a double or nothing bonus question. Uh, if you get that correctly, I owe you two wrestling action figures. Uh, and if you miss that question, you owe me one. Fair Pretty enough. Simple. Uh, a a three-minute challenge for a show whose main event was a three-man challenge. I think that's only fitting. <laughs> baby i'm off to a fucking start i'm ready to swing and miss it's been a, i haven't made many puns this week i think because we haven't watched a lot of wrestling i'm ready to give you every ounce of blood and sweat and shitty jokes you're gonna get the absolute best of matt muzzy today <laughs> oh yeah, we're, going, we're going back to wrestlemania 17 already huh uh, yeah let's uh let's let's dive in you know um, night one kicked off and Sammy and I discussed this a bit last week, how nice it was to see fans again. Uh, it starts off Vince McMahon is out. The entire roster is out. Like they're all happy to be there. There's people smiling and crying like edge and Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair and Vince McMahon's over there looking like he's moments away from death, but he, uh, he welcomes us all back. He says, you know, for the past year, things have been hard, but welcome back to WrestleMania. And then uh, BB Rexa sings America the Beautiful, and she had her Gargonzolas out on full display for Tampa, Florida. And uh, it's time to get right into the show, yeah, honey? What did, um, did... 40 minutes later. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. Well, that's, yeah, I was just going to say, did Vince McMahon really look like death? Because I thought he was looking pretty fresh with his Botox, man. He, he uh, looks 10 years younger. I, I know, like, I know the thing is, Vince McMahon, I think I've discussed this before, will probably live to be about 126. And then he oh, will be cryogenically frozen and he will hang out with his boy, Walt Disney. What's good, Walt? Hi, Vince. 
Yeah. But my man, his body, he's still jacked. Like, I feel like he still just works out and, like, doesn't sleep. But the, the Botox, man, he's, it's making uh, old Vinnie Mac look uh, pr- pretty spooky. We, uh, we, we, covered, we covered Vince's plastic surgery last week. What, do, you, do you think he's going to live another 35 years, Brandon? Uh, he's going to outlive us. So, I mean, if we're going to live the next 35 years and hit life expectancy, Vince McMahon, Vinnie Mac will definitely still be here. No yeah. question about it. He's going to outlive us. He's going to outlive his own children. He's just going to be like 140. <laughs> He'll be too stubborn I, to die. I want to I wanna bring up, too, um, you were bringing up, like, the tears and the fans coming back. Was it really the tears, though, or was it just the rain that caused <laughs> the rain delay? It looked like Rhea Ripley was crying, but really it was just the, the thunderstorm tearing down on Raymond James Stadium. That's um, what I'm thinking. Yeah, so they started off, and, fuck, I was ready to go. We were up in the theater room, and I'm ready, man. I'm ready to see some fans. I'm ready to watch big, meaty men smacking on each other. And then there's a 40-minute uh, rain delay for the first time in WrestleMania <laughs> fucking history. Which is crazy to think about, that There was a – because it's never happened before. But I think the funniest part about that is, uh, you know, Sam, uh, Sarah, and I, you know, stepped outside to – have a smoke and Muzzy would not leave because if there's one, the reason Matt knows so much about wrestling is because he has to see the pre-show and he can't miss anything. So we're all outside hanging, having a beer, like having a good time. And Matt's just glued to the theater seats upstairs, just making sure he doesn't miss a moment. Yeah, I was, you guys went out to, to smoke. You're like, well, I don't know when it's going to start. I'm like, well, it could start any minute now. And I have to watch these unscripted, scrambling promos these guys are cutting because storytelling. I mean, they Another... had people who they knew would cut a good promo, cut the promos. Like, they weren't like, let's get fucking... I don't even know who would cut a bad promo, but they weren't like, let's get Asuka out here to talk. <laughs> yeah, that was good on their part. Like, seriously, and, like, it's one thing. They've never had a rain delay before, which is wild, because they've ran so many WrestleManias at outdoor venues that it's kind of crazy it took this long to happen. But, like, what are the fucking odds that, like, your first WrestleMania back with fans after the pandemic and, like, last year everything got canceled and everyone's ready to go in front of the crowd again, and then it's just like, nah, the universe is like, nah, bitch, you're going to wait 40 more minutes to get this going. But to to their credit, like Sam said, they had uh they had people just like backstage cutting interviews and stuff, and they went to the well on people they know they can trust, like uh, MVP and Lashley, then McIntyre who can cut a pretty good promo. They had the New Day, uh, Owens, I think it was it was a decent way to fill time. They uh they scrambled, but I think they held it together pretty well. One of the one of the best parts of that was when it, the show first started. Um, you had all the announcers out in their ponchos, clearly raining. There's nobody in the in the stands that's like empty, and they're like, "WrestleMania is going to start in just a couple minutes. We're sure of it." And it's like, "No, it's not." <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> there's it, no way. At least we're gonna forever have. He may have never won the WWE Championship. He may have been severely underutilized, but at least we will always have the lasting vision of Samoa Joe in a poncho before the uh, WrestleMania show started. I'm real salty about that, because how do you release Samoa Joe instead of taking him and adding him to the faction of the Usos and Roman Reigns? So, um, if you don't know, Samoa Joe was part of a group of releases this past week. There's a few other people on WrestleMania who no longer work for the WWE, which is pretty wild. I know, like, Bo Dallas and Peyton Royce and Billy Kay got released, which shocked me. Joe's gone. There was a few more. I can't even remember off the top of my head. Um, I'm sure as I come across them, we'll talk about them. 
But um, rest in peace, Samoa Joe's career in the WWE. He came. He uh, he looked real good for a while. He fizzled out. He commentated, but he got to wear a poncho at WrestleMania, and that's pretty he sick. He did, man. It'd be ingrained how, in my mind forever. I wonder how pissed off he is because, like, they they say it's budget cuts, and they take him off commentary, and they get rid of him, but they hire a new person for commentary. Yeah, they, they hired a guy from the MLB network, and to his credit, he sounded pretty good, like he knew what he was doing. Uh, yeah, they told these guys budget cuts, but, like, they just had, like, their most profitable year of all time. So you just know that's bullshit. Just be like, hey, you know, we have too many people. Sorry, Samoa Joe. The others I can Maybe. kind of understand. Like, I love the Iconics, but I can, like, they're not as big of a tier as Samoa fucking Joe. Like, what are you doing? Maybe they didn't like him. On, I mean, I thought I thought personally he did a very good job on commentary, but maybe that's just, you know, not what they were looking for. Weird, but yeah. it's it's sad because Samoa Joe is, you know, he's very good on commentary in the ring, everything, and just, you know, it's it's sad. But I wonder, um, Matt, do you know, is, he, is his, like, in-ring career over? Or was he just dealing with injuries so he kind of went to commentary? Or is he did, did he retire? What, honey? I think he wants to wrestle again because he made it seem like he's working towards that. I don't quite know. I think it is like he just kept getting injured and they were like kind of putting him into that role. So I, I expect to see him pop up somewhere um, in AEW or if he went back to like Ring of Honor or something. I feel like he's going to end up wrestling again for sure. Also, before before we get into the show, I think another thing worth mentioning is probably should have did it at the beginning is that we also played a game in which a point system in which we had to choose the winner of each match. Uh, and then there was bonus points for certain matches as well. So um, we'll kind of break that down, I'm guessing, as we go. Uh, yeah, good call match by on match. that. Do you have... Uh... Yeah, I have, I have all the, you know, Sarah wrote notes. It was me, Muzzy, Sammy, and Sarah. And um, there were some winners... And there was some losers. There was some debates. There was some arguments. And we'll get into all that good stuff as we go. <laughs> <laughs> Matt when's, knows uh, what when's, about. Uh, when's Sarah going to come on with you, huh? Uh, honestly, like whenever. Like, I mean, I'm sure she'd be she'd be down. Uh, I, well, I got to be honest, too. Like, we're not doing too well right now because she's always like, Brandon, are, are you ready? It's it's time for bed. We go into bed, and I'm like, yeah, I'll be there in just a minute, sweetie. And then three hours go by because I'm refreshing my email, waiting to get a full time offer to join the very muzzy wrestling podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh Jesus, that was I, I was wondering where you were going with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll review your resume. Um, it's, all right, it's all right, a, it's I'm waiting, waiting for it, man. Room. Times are tough right now. I need a full time gig. Yeah, yeah, you know we. Uh, you're you're for, you're you're gonna make shit for pay to start off. Um, we both make absolutely zero dollars and zero cents. If we if if hold on now, if we get a thousand listeners per episode, we can make fifteen dollars per anchor. So if you find me nine hundred and ninety people to listen to our podcast, I will pay you a wage to be on this. One dollar right, per I'll, episode. I'll take I'll take I'll take two dollars an episode. Well, oh, you're just driving a hard bargain, but we'll make it work. We'll uh, get there, man. We'll get yeah. there, us together. Yes. Speaking of speaking of getting there together, the WWE got there to the beginning of this show. You, if you didn't know that the show was rain delayed, you'll probably never know. I went back; they edited that entire section out, which I guess makes sense because, like, you know, I guess if you're gonna rewatch it, you probably just want to get to the show. So that 40 minutes is lost to the annals of time. 
And while you all went out to smoke your cigarettes, I got to witness history. So, who's the loser now? Still you. What? Still you. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, it's it's time for WrestleMania Night 1. We're here. We start off with the hosts, the co-hosts of WrestleMania. Uh, Titus O'Neil, the Warrior Award winner, and uh, the immortal one, Hulk Hogan, dude. Over, over, over. What a... Uh, what a what a what a team! God, I hate Hulk Hogan. I'm shocked he didn't leave with a title. <laughs> there weren't a if lot it of was fucking 1985, that would have happened. Dude, hey Vince, dude, I know I know you got this Roman dude, and he's in the main event, brother, and he's like real hot right now. But I think, dude, we could run a program with me and Roman, dude. And it would draw money, dude, brother. Wasn't, Jack. Wasn't like a year ago he posting pictures on Instagram like he was getting back into ring shape? Well, even during the Hall of Fame, he's like, I think I got one more run in me, dude. And you know he believes that. I feel like he truly does. Like, he's just well, waiting for someone to agree with him. Let's, let's run a bet right now. Does Hulk Hogan see one more, uh, one more Mania match? And do you want it to happen? I don't want it to happen. I don't ever want to see him again. I'm good. I like, I mean I mean I don't okay, so if you know me, you know I'm not a Hawk Hogan fan. Uh basically through his entire initial WWE run. But I did enjoy seeing um NWO and uh when he came back uh to the WWE and NWO. Um I wouldn't mind seeing it just for the I mean, dude, he's been here since WrestleMania one. So him coming back, I mean, that would be that would be huge. I, I if if he's capable, if he's capable of having one more match, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Sammy, you're you're shaking your head. Do you not want to see the Hulkster wrestle one more time, brother? Dude, Jack. No, because I'm sure he looks like he's melting once he takes his clothes off, and I don't want to see I don't, that. I don't know, man. I feel like Hulk Hogan. If he's gonna get back into shape too, man, I I, I feel like he can. Uh, you know that he'll. Look pretty good. Well, here's if he the, was going to have another match, who who would you want it to be against? I would want it to be a handicap match. Um, Hulk Hogan <laughs> versus The New Day, Omos, uh, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Mark Henry, <laughs> um, Isaiah Swerve Scott, um, Bobby, hmm, Lashley. Bobby Lashley, MVP. Um, who am I missing? There's probably a couple more. Uh, Big E, uh, uh, Apollo Crews. So like a one on like sixteen handicap match. Naomi Viscera. can be in there. Uh, Vis- get Viscera from <laughs> they the grave. Viscera's yeah, you know, bring we're reanimating corpses here. I want to see Hogan I mean, versus the folks that he's wronged in a one on however many <laughs> handicap match. That's the only I, way I, I want to see it. I think I well, you know, if that happens, he's going to end up winning. I was going to say he'll probably still go over. Vince will be like, oh Terry, I don't know if we can do that. Dude, brother, dude, I think it's a good idea, man, because I can do it, but then shake their hands after, dude, and show that we've all kind of grown as people, brother. (laughs) Beat me down, each of them give me their finisher, and then I'll hawk up and just drop leg drop after 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 leg drop. Brother. Dude. It's so weird. I feel like wrestlers are literally a addicted to this shit because like everybody's like i can do one more run like i still expect rick flair to get in the ring one more time every time his old ass comes out on tv oh there's there's no way dude he'll break like the fucking brownie brittle that we were eating (laughs) (laughs) 
it's a it's a fucking sickness, man. Like I, I don't know if it's so much the current generation, but like the older wrestlers, like it's a, it's all they knew. That's why you have like seventy fucking year old like Greg the Hammer Valentine and shit like that still doing these conventions. Like that's why you still have Virgil hanging around trying to get like twenty bucks for an autograph. It's a uh, it's this this business is sad and it chews you up and spits you out, but you can't quit man, it. It's it's like any other sport though. I mean, you hear it like you know you hear pro athletes that retire and they get depressed and they're like, well, that was my life for, you know, 20 years, 25 years. And it's like, what is life after baseball or football or pro wrestling or, you know, whatever it is. It's like, that's, that's what you did for a living. That was your passion. That is what you enjoyed for so long. You know, like what's next, you know, my body, you know, so look at somebody like the undertaker. You yeah. can't help but feel bad for him because the dude just wants to keep going until he's 120 years old, but his body's just not capable of it anymore. Yeah, yeah, and he's a he's a real big prime example. That's that's a very that's a very good point. Me and Mark on the podcast, honey, as he should be. That's just I feel like that's how we're gonna be ten years from now. Very Muzzy Wrestling Podcast episode 1024. I've covered every show there ever has been. I've covered every angle there ever has been. Brandon's been on countless times. We're 40 years old, and we finally have run out of things to talk about. Where will we go? So I see it. I am. Yeah, this Rick is going to be such a. This is going to be such a long podcast, and I love it. Yeah, we haven't even got to the let's first. Get, match. Yeah, we're, we're 20, <laughs> 22 minutes in. We haven't minutes. even talked about let's a fucking go, match. Baby. Um, yeah. So okay, the basis of it: Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan welcome us to WrestleMania. Titus O'Neil. He gets the crowd hyped up. They're excited to be there. Hulk Hogan gets booed. All is right with the world. We kick off with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship title belt on the line between the WWE champion Bobby Lashley with MVP defending against former champion Drew McIntyre to kick things off. And, boy, Drew is a, Drew is coming out hot, man. He's, he's ready to freaking go. Well, what were your guys' picks and why? Uh, so my 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 thought process was that uh, they took the belt off McIntyre to give him his moment in front of a crowd because last year he beat Lesnar in front of nobody. And I, I really thought that they were going to have him have his crowning achievement again in front of a crowd. Um, so that's that was my thought process, honey. So I had, up until that morning of day one, I had Lashley. I was like, they're not going to take the belt off Lashley this soon. They're going to keep it on him, and he's going to be the face of Raw, for better or worse. And then that morning, Matt told me his theory about McIntyre. So, like a dumbass, I listened to my husband, which is, (laughs) as a woman, never listen to your husband. They're always wrong. And I picked McIntyre because he had a really good point. It proves Uh, I I don't know shit. Go ahead, Brandon. What was your thought? (laughs) I went Lashley for exactly the opposite. I feel like, you know, you you open up WrestleMania. You don't want to be predictable. Uh, They were also kind of doing promos, and they were kind of talking about that, too. They're like, oh, you know, uh, McIntyre, you know, can actually do it now in front of a live audience. And I just figured they were going to try and throw a curveball early in the show as, like, kind of a shock shock factor to start Mania. Yeah. MVP out there too. I'm like, well, he's, you know, Lashley's also waited a very long time to get his shot and he finally has it. And, you know, they'll probably do something with MVP as a distraction to 
kind of, you know, not bury McIntyre to have it, you know, be a transition. And that was my thought process. And thankfully I was right. 1-0 to start the night, baby. It's really getting predictable whenever somebody has someone else on their side. Unless you're a match that we saw later in the night, you're always going to win. If you have somebody on your side and the other person has nobody. It's, I feel, that's like, heel I feel tactics, that way. Baby. Yeah, more so with like Raw and SmackDown. But at main events, I feel like it's kind of a, you know, you see it go both ways a lot. My my first question, when, when Drew McIntyre is coming out to this, uh, to the ringside, he's the first one out of the night, besides Titus and Hogan. Is this Raymond James Stadium or is this my wife watching a Roman Reigns match? Because everyone in there is just soaked. It's so it's <laughs> Jesus. It's so Did rainy you just in think there. of that? What? Did you just think of that? I've been thinking of it while you guys have been talking. Oh, that's how my man. brain works. Jesus. I'm sorry. I didn't like Christ. That, just so you know. Yeah, and I'm not going to edit it out. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, it's so rainy, um, and that comes into play later in the tag team turmoil match, but uh, it's it, it's a cool visual, to be honest. Like, the rain coming down in the background, like, it actually, I thought it fit the pirate theme, so, like, it's like a weird twist of fate that that happened. But, uh, yeah, Drew Mack comes out. He's looking, like, ready to go. Bobby Lashley comes out looking good. This was probably my third favorite match of the entire two nights. I thought it was a really good opener. I like to watch big men smacking on each other, just going power move for power move, and that's what this was. It was uh, about 18 minutes, real nice way to start, um, a lot of back and forth. But, yeah, Bob, Bobby Lashley, uh, he gets that hurt lock on, and you're not breaking out of that hurt lock. And uh, Drew McIntyre passed out, and Bobby Lashley retains that championship in about 18 minutes. And, uh I'm off to an 0-1 start. My wife is off to an 0-1 start for listening to me. And Brandon, you were 1-0. Did Sarah pick Lashley too? She did. All right. So thoughts on the match? Uh, Sammy, any any thoughts on that contest? It was okay. Bobby Lashley is really boring to me, and I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. I just feel like if he didn't have MVP as a mouthpiece, he wouldn't be champion probably. MVP has done a lot to boost her, to boost him. The the hurt business was awesome, and then they just went and broke it broke it up. Like Cedric and Shelton left, so it's just MVP and Lashley. MVP's been a fucking godsend since he's come back. Like one of the best people they have on the mic, and it's built Lashley up a lot. So you're probably right that Lashley on his own is kind of bland, but I think MVP is the the seasoning on top of the I, meat I, I, that I is agree Bobby with that. Lashley. I agree with that because when Lashley first came back and was given his title shot and stuff, like I wasn't too impressed. He also in the ring, maybe it was ring rust, but I felt like he was making a lot of mistakes when he first came back. And uh, I feel like getting back into ring shape uh, and then having a nice mouthpiece and MVP has been very beneficial. And I I was amped. I was amped with the result. If you would have told me that a year ago, I'd have been like, eh. So uh, I gave it an 8.2. Um, Matt gave it a, uh, 8.5 and Sam gave it a 7.5. Yeah. I I'll stick, I'll stick to that a week later. Uh, as I, as I've grown and, and matured in my professional wrestling, I like, I like heavy, I like heavy hitters. I like, you know, it's like the most old school barest essential of wrestling. Just two large men beating the dog shit out of each other. That that's, that's what I'm here for. I, I like it. Honey, 7.5. You stick with that? 
Yeah, I stick with it. It was good. I I don't I'm not into big meaty men smacking me. Like I like I, I'm very in the middle. Like I like like spots, but I don't want it to be like a spot fest. But I do like the more acrobatic style of wrestling I'm figuring out. Yeah, and I, I feel you. I think what I did is I just burned myself out on, like, indie wrestling for, like, the last 10 years. So that just kind of became the standard. So I'm gravitating back to – I'm never satisfied is what I'm saying. I always want something different, and this was a little different. Brandon, do you uh, stick with your uh, 8.2? Oh, definitely. I mean, very, very good match. Potentially the, the best match – well, well, we'll get to it, but I think the main event was probably the only match that beat it. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, they, they went, yeah, they're two big guys, but I mean, it, there was also a lot of athleticism in the match and, yeah. and, um, um, the finish was great too. Like I, I loved how it was a distraction and, um, a submission that ended it. That, that was, that, that was pretty cool to me. Yeah. They, uh, they said that WrestleMania 37 was sponsored by Snickers and I thought it might've been sponsored by famous Dave's barbecue. Cause there was a lot of meat in that match. Mm-hmm. Huh? Um, Very girthy. God damn. That's a throwback. That's a callback. Um, after that, we have a... Uh, so that's that. We have a backstage segment afterwards where Titus and Hogan are back there with the whole New World Order. And by the whole New World Order, I mean Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and X-Pac for some reason. And um, Titus O'Neil's <laughs> there. And, and Bailey comes in, Sammy's favorite pro wrestler. Can't fucking stand Bailey. She's so good as her current character hate her so much I, just, I know she came in she's like uh, ding dong or whatever she says i don't know she's trying to get some two sweets from everyone and our boy nash pulls in nash he goes to two sweeter than no nah, brushes his hand through his fucking hair and you know he thought about that all day yeah. he's like i'm gonna make this bitch look like an idiot it was funny because xbox like i'll do it i'm a fan <laughs> yeah i'm actually a pretty big fan and he does it so that was that was nice um you know don't get me wrong don't don't get me wrong. I love Xbox, right? I I mean, I love Xbox. I have nothing against him, but the fact that he got inducted with the NWO, I don't like that. So I don't here's like that the at thing. All. Here's how here's how I looked at it. So he was one of the original members in WCW. It started with Hogan, Nash, and Hall, and then they added Teddy Biasi, and then they added the Giant, and then they added, they added everybody. Yeah, so X-Pac was the sixth member, which is why his name was Six in WCW. So, like, he had an integral part at the beginning of it. But if you're going to induct him, in my eyes, you also have to induct the other 48 members of the NWO. I'm not even talking the WWE version. So, like, to me, Scott Norton is now a Hall of Famer. Buff Bagwell, Kurt Hennig, um, Vincent, fucking Ray Trailer fucking Horace Hogan, they're all WWE Hall of Famers as far as I'm concerned if you're going to put X-Pac in there as part of the NWO. You think you think they did it so they could be like, yeah, like like X-Pac was like a WWE superstar. You know what I mean? Like more so they during probably did that it era he's Triple of the H's Monday Night boy. Wars. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's what I was going to say. I think the, the, he did it because he's such good friends with like the clique and that's why he got in. Because, yeah, you know, like, he wasn't going to make it in otherwise, you know, like he was good, but he wasn't like Hall of Fame good. What? He made it in with DX. Yeah. X-Pac's going to get into the Hall of Fame like four times somehow. And I guess, you know, he was in the WWE version, too, for a minute. But if you're counting that, then uh, then the big show and Shawn Michaels and Booker T need to be inducted, too. 
as part of the NWO. All right. So anyway, <laughs> basically what happens is, uh, is you know, since Bailey's part of the current roster, they always, you know, they got to make her look stupid. So she uh, goes for some two sweets and they blow her off. Comedy. Uh, speak, speaking of comedy, we're entering into the uh, the tag team turmoil match to determine who will face the women's tag team champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler on night two. And <sighs> what a barn burner. Huh? <laughs> Was, yeah, dude. The team's that, involved. That barn, that barn got burned down. Yeah, it, it, it was so. It, it almost stopped raining in Raymond James. This match was was so hot. <laughs> There's just it makes you realize the discrepancies in the women's division. You have like. There's no middle ground. There's a top tier, and then there's everybody else. It is glaring, man. Like, you have everyone who's, like, in the title picture, and then every, like, no offense to anyone in this match. You know, you try. But this was just amateur hour, man. The only person in this match who could probably hold their own is Naomi. Naomi's good. Yeah, she's she's pretty decent. I know. So this started off with uh, Carmella and Billy Kay. Former WWE employee Billy Kay uh, against who started it? Naomi and Lana. That's right. Naomi and Lana and uh, Billy Kay scores a surprise pin after like three minutes of sloppy professional. Jesus, sloppy professional wrestling. So Billy Kay gets her moment, and they're like, "Oh my God, it's a shock!" And then we um, all picked Naomi and Lana too for uh, who did that first. We all did, all, all four of us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this one we broke it down by individual. Um, I can't recall who came out next. Was it the Riot Squad? Yes. So the, yes. the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan, who on their own are decent. I don't even remember who won that part. Uh, Riot Squad did. Okay, okay. So the Riot Squad moves on, and then after that, it was Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Riot Squad went over them, too. So yeah, the the first uh, first and luckily only casualty of the rain on the night. Uh, Mandy Rose slipped on her way to the ring, fell on her. Damn, I was trying to think of a pun with her name, but I I couldn't do it. She fell on her ass, her Mandy ass. Look out there, them looking out there like botch surgery twins. Honey, we went over this last week. We're not a shaming podcast. Their plastic surgery is both so bad. I feel like they're getting worked on together to look more like they're just morphing into one person. It's going to be Dana, Mandy, Rose, Brooke, eventually. Brooke? What? I didn't know Brooke was out there, dude. <laughs> God damn it. That's a deep cut. Um, so then the Riot Squad wins that, too. I don't even remember. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And then out comes the fucking Killer Elite Squad. Two veterans of the craft, two of the goats in this industry, Tamina Snuka and Natalia. Tamina is over, though. She she got a pretty positive reaction, which is the first time I've ever heard her get a reaction in the last 13 years. So, hey, um, if you haven't heard before on the Very Muzzy Wrestling Podcast, I can't really explain to you why, but Natalia is my least favorite professional wrestler in the history of wrestling. I, I agree she's so bad and like i don't know why and like you know if natalia if you're listening i'm sure you're a lovely gal i'm sure you know i i respect most of your family members quite a lot a lot actually i really like them i don't know what happened with with you but like they treat her like a fucking technical (laughs) god like she's like a master of the ring 
and she's just so sloppy and slow. And like for someone who's been in WWE for literally since like 2008, she has not improved at all. And they treat her like she's like the top tier of wrestler in the entire company. Dude, her promo skills too. Oh my like you God. said, uh, it's dude. It's all. It's all, well. Okay, so here's my opinion on it. So many years ago, we we got to go back, right? Sure. Many many years ago, when I was a meat eater, still, I went to Long John Silver's and I got some. I got some fish tacos, right? Okay. So I got food poisoning. So that night, I was hanging around the toilet all night. It was one of those moments where you have to take your pants off and you lean over the toilet and touch the floor. And, like, I, I wasn't, dude, I was wondering if it was going to be my last day on earth. Like, that's how bad it was. And I was in pain all night. I almost went to the hospital. And it was horrendous. I would rather have a buffet of fish tacos <laughs> with. Triple tartar sauce on every single one of them than to watch another Natalia match. I didn't know where you were going with that. And <laughs> Sam's the, the fucking look on Sam's face when you were describing this was perfect. But there's your there's your sound bit for the <laughs> <laughs> No, that uh that that was beautiful. That was a beautiful conclusion. Um unlike the conclusion to this match, which saw Natalia and Tamina winning, they're going on to face Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax tomorrow night. And Boy. I can't think of a match I'd rather see for those prestigious women's tag team titles. Sweet Christ. The Fish Taco tag titles. Oh, <laughs> that's wrong on so many levels. Oh, man. That's the official name of those belts from now on, from here on out. You all have Brandon to blame. Thanks, uh, boss. Uh, so moving on, go, go ahead. Give out our ratings if, you, if, you, if, you'd, if you'd like. Okay, so uh, your boy BDC gave the match a six point eight. So generous, 10. so generous. Well, I mean, I look at it like that's that's a D plus. That's that's below average. You know, that's 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 my rating. Matt gave it a three. <laughs> you know what? Drop it to uh, a two. Drop it to a two. You're. I think I originally down. picked two, and then you guys made me feel bad, so I moved it up to three. No, keep it at a two. Uh, and Samo. Gave the match a five. Would you say that's fair? That's fair. They tried. They tried their best. They they went to the bottom of the barrel and they did what they did. The Riot Squad wasn't terrible. That's why I gave it a two and not a one. The Riot Squad wasn't terrible. Billy Kay is always entertaining. Rip her career in WWE. Rest in peace. I feel like a lot of your rating was due to the outcome. I feel like you're judging it based on the outcome. I feel like if someone else would have won, you maybe would have gave it a five like I did. Yeah. So? You're right. The outcome <laughs> did change it. Who the fuck oh, wants to did, watch that? Sure. Like, that really, yeah. like, literally, if anyone else would have won, like, you know, if the Riot Squad would have won, I might have bumped it to a four. But, like... No, fuck it. Just change my rating to a one, Brandon. Write it down. I want it written in the All record right. books. It's it's in there. What Sarah give? I got a Sarah. Uh, Sarah didn't do any ratings, but point wise, um, I got one point because we did we did each elimination was a half point. So for that one, I got one point. Sarah got one point, and both you and Sam got point five points. So at this point, we are at uh, two points for me and Sarah. And you and Sam are at 0.5. Very good, very good. 
All right, so that that's the uh, that's the tag team turmoil match. It happened, and unfortunately, we're not done with Natalia and Tamina. But we'll get there later. Up next is the match between uh, the King of Swing, Cesaro, and the uh, the Architect slash the the Prophet slash the Messiah. The Messiah. Thank you. That was it. Uh, big old Seth Rollins. Uh, the build-up to this match was that Seth Rollins came back and was preaching his Seth Rollins-y ways, and Cesaro said, no, sir, I'm going to swing you around a lot. And that's how you build up to WrestleMania. This match was good. It was this really was good. good. And, you yeah. know, like, I think that's probably why they didn't. They're like, we don't need to build this. It's fucking Cesaro and Rollins. Like, how do you even – we don't need to build that. It's just going to be dope. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see. underutilized. Yeah. I I love it. I love that they're finally pushing Cesaro and I mean Seth Rollins is obviously such a big name now. Maybe the name uh in WWE right now. So to you know, it wasn't for a title or anything, but to give Cesaro a shot against Seth Rollins at the showcase of the immortals, that's huge, man. That's huge. Yeah, and um another part I guess another part of the build which I neglected is that cesaro's been on the main roster since 2012 and this was his first one-on-one singles match at wrestlemania so that's a that's a pretty big deal to be in there against such an established guy like you're saying and uh our boy cesaro did the deal he beats uh seth rollins clean at wrestlemania yeah and you you and i you and i have been you know i mean there's so much talent and i mean there's no question that a couple years ago um that WWE had the most talented roster ever, period, of all time. We've yeah. come a long way since 2011, you know, when Cesaro was there. Yeah. Like, the most talented roster ever. And obviously, you know, we've bitched and moaned about how they don't utilize their talent correctly. And it's 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 just so... I, I could talk about it forever. It's very refreshing to see somebody like Cesaro who's so talented. He reminds me of like a, like a Ziggler. And in terms of how he was not utilized correctly, so it was uh, it was nice. I'll just keep saying it over and over. It was it was lovely to see. Sam, don't don't give us. I know you hear Dolph Ziggler and you think what? Because yeah, in 2021, that's what you think. But there was a time where Dolph Ziggler was very promising and was one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet. And I thought he had the whole world ahead of him, and then he just kind of stalled out. But Cesaro, yeah. So, like, I remember thinking they were going to push Cesaro seven years ago when he won the Andre the Memorial um, Battle Royal at Mania 30, and they put Heyman with him, and then he kind of dropped off, and he's been a tag team player for, like, the last several years, which, don't get me wrong, I think he's awesome in that role. Every tag team he's been in has been dope. Uh, With Tyson Kidd was awesome. With Jack Swagger, they did a really good job. The bar was sick. The Nakamura team was pretty good. So he is a good tag team guy. But I've been waiting for him to get his chance, and uh, it looks like they're starting to uh, starting to give it to him. Um, well, I, I have to I have to say though, before we get too far ahead, um, we're talking about Dolph Ziggler and how he had such a promising career in front of him. Back when I used to watch WWE weekly, like every Raw, every SmackDown, you know, every pay per view, the whole shebang, um, I was always waiting for him to cash in his Money in the Bank contract. And oh, I yeah. watched every week, waiting for it. So when Sarah and I first started dating, this was probably in... I don't remember the year he cashed in his money in the bank. But 13. Was probably like two, 13, okay. Yep. I went downstairs to do laundry. It was a commercial break. And Sarah still wasn't very proficient at pro wrestling. So it was a commercial break. 
uh, I went downstairs to do laundry, and I came back up, and I'm like, what did I miss? And she was like, some blonde curly hair guy came out with a briefcase and just won the title. And I was heartbroken, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I was I was heartbroken that I missed it. Dude, to this day, that's my favorite cash-in of all time, like, just to rewatch. Um because it happened the night after Mania, so the crowd was so hot. And uh, on a rewatch, if you watch it, like when they pan to the crowd after he wins, there's like a dude in the upper deck who goes running up the stairs in celebration. <laughs> like you just see this one dude literally just sprinting up the stairs. It's so hype. I've shown you that before, yeah? Maybe. Well, if not, you know what we're doing you've tonight. Sh- you've shown her. Okay. You've shown her so much wrestling, yeah, dude. It can't I, all I don't stick. even remember when you've shown me things because you've shown me so much yes you're welcome so but sam so everyone picked cesaro in this match except for poor samo uh why would you pick rollins i just i never go against rollins i feel like he after i I don't know if it's gonna be after reigns or if he's gonna be the face of the other brand but i feel like he's always in the running to be like the next face of whatever show he's on yeah, he's always like one month away from being champion again. Is that what you mean? Like he's yeah. always Yes, like he is like I like if we turn on Raw tomorrow and he has a I mean, he's not going to because of WrestleMania backlash. But <laughs> if we turned it on tomorrow and he was going for the title, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, that's uh that's the Monday night messiah. To, to Sam's night. credit though, it is WWE, man. Like they they do shit that doesn't make sense a lot of times. It's like Cesaro's finally getting his push, and then they squash it. Like I could totally see them doing something like oh. that. It doesn't make sense, but we're talking about WWE here. There's at least an eighty percent chance that he'll be like losing to Dolph Ziggler on the next pay per view on the pre show. Like you never, I'm you sure know. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's but... the, like the shit they did like with Zack Ryder. Like he finally had his moment, won at WrestleMania, and a. TLC match and then loses it the very next night. It's just just WWE things. Well, they did. So I did see one thing for SmackDown this past week is they're teasing a Cesaro and Roman Reigns angle. Okay. So he might actually be getting that that rocket put on him. So okay. Are they on different shows? How did this come about? I I uh, is Cesaro on SmackDown and Seth yeah, on Raw? they're both on SmackDown. I thought Seth was on Raw. He's no, remember Seth. he can't. He's not anymore. Remember he came back to SmackDown, and he gave his speech. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's why. That's why they changed his music. Can they stop changing his music? I know he came back because they had changed it around like SummerSlam. Then he came back with the the heavy one that he used to have, and now it's different again. Just I want consistency. They need to stop changing music. Period. Uh, I think the, I think you said they have like new people creating their music for the themes, and they changed. And this is completely off topic, and we won't dwell on it too long. They changed Pete Dunne's theme, and I'm <laughs> very upset. Yeah, they have like a new contract with people, so they're slowly changing like everyone's theme except for people who've had theirs for years, and they're all just so bland and hard to notice. But may- maybe they'll improve. If you're gonna change a theme, dude, change Roman Reigns. God, yeah. I mean, why the yeah. like? Why the hell you finally go heel? You're this completely different persona. Why do you still have the shield? Uh, the sh- the shield's music. Like, come on now. Uh, I don't know that. Uh, what? Yes, dear. Because there's always like an eighty percent chance the shield's going to come back. Because as much as John Moxley bashes WWE, I'm waiting for him to come back in his little 
what is what are they called? Those outfits they wear, the vests. Uh, yeah, like the the flak jacket or whatever the fuck. Yeah, the, the tactical vest. Just come yeah. back and just be on there. Like I just, I always expect something like that. Like I always feel like that's in the back of Vince's mind. Or he's like, I can always, I can always dip back into the shield. Moxley will be what? back. They all come back. They always yeah, come back. Well, hopefully not anytime soon. Like, I mean, you, you got to be taught a lesson at that point. Like, I mean, you, you see people like Cody Rhodes. And again, we could talk about underutilizing so many people on the roster. But, I mean, like, he needs to go get his. Get You know, he's obviously a much bigger star than what he was in WWE. And uh, I'm sure he'll be back at some point. But WWE really fucked up with him. They all come back. Every last one of them. Vince owns your ass and you will be back. I well, know at this it. Point. You know it. We all know it. Oh hell, yeah! They'll all be back when Dave Meltzer kicks the bucket and he's not booking AEW anymore, and they realize that the people who run AEW don't actually know how to run AEW. Oh, Sammy! Sammy's Oof. throwing. Uh, Sammy's it's throwing bombs on the podcast, much like Cesaro was throwing swings at WrestleMania. Uh, I believe there was well, like 20, 23 swings and. Cesaro hit a sweet move called the UFO where he like spun Seth Rollins around on his shoulders and it made him look like a superstar. Cesaro wins this match. Clean as clean as a clean as a sheet. We did a uh we did a side thing here too. I don't remember the numbers, but we it was uh you'd get a point if you guessed the exact number of swings that Cesaro was able to uh to do. I think I called uh 30, I think. And uh I think Matt was one off. I think he did like 23 or 24, and yeah. Matt called like one I was later. one under. I think I called 24, yeah. and there were 23. But yeah. So were... after that match, BDC with three, getting points in every match so far. Sarah with three. Muzzy with 1.5, and Samo with her half point. God. What were our uh, What were our ratings? I gave it an eight. Uh, Muzzy, you gave it an eight as well. Okay, I'll stick to that. And Sammy gave it an eight. So eight eight around the board. Three eights. That's just great. <laughs> I hate myself. Yeah, I'll stick yeah, to that. Too. I definitely enjoyed it more than the opening match that I gave a seven point five to. So I'm kind of remembering like where I ranked everything. Yeah. So I definitely thought it was better than Lashley McIntyre. I don't know if that's unpopular, but Hey, you know what? You're allowed to have your own opinion on this show. We're 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 an opinionated cast, and no no two men or women are created equal. Yes. Speaking of a fucking man who's not created equal, let's get to almost, huh? Because up next <laughs> is the new day defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against AJ Styles and the biggest son of a bitch you've seen since Giant Gonzalez. Almost. That dude's large and in charge. And now he's a tag team champion. First match on the main roster. What? Uh, that was nuts. You had a Big E had a little moment with the New Day. It was pretty cool. He came out to introduce them. You know, it feels good. I I, I thought this match was hilarious because it started with the New Day and AJ wrestling for like eight minutes, and they just kept whooping AJ's ass and just yelling shit out like about how they're tearing the ring in half and controlling the pace and all this. But then almost came in and just trucked these sons of bitches. He he pancaked them because they like pancakes. Very yeah, punny. Nice. Huh? Huh? Good and one, uh, yeah, almost slams Kofi Kingston to the fucking shadow realm and pins him with one foot. And uh, AJ and almost are your tag champions. 
Um, thoughts, Sammy? I liked it. I wish we could have seen a little bit more of almost wrestling. I don't know if he's being trained to be a professional wrestler or if he's just kind of there just to be a big dude. I don't know. It was obviously, I said it, it was obvious he was very green. Oh, yeah, very green. But I think in this case, his size is such a spectacle, and he's got AJ to do the actual work, yeah. that that'll, that'll be fine for a while. Do you think that they put them together because AJ's aging, or do you think this is just something that they did? Would you call them aging styles? <laughs> I, I don't really know. Maybe they were just trying to freshen AJ up and gave him this bodyguard. They work well together. Yeah. So, um, Brandon, what'd you think? I love the beginning. It's like Sam said, he's, he's, he's very raw, but at the same time, I feel like he's just like a guy that Vince looks for like this, this spectacle of like just size and, and strength and stuff. Like, you know, they've been, they were building him up for a long time now and you know, they, they did a good job of it. Like I was excited to see him. Um, the beginning of the match was great. The New Day, you know, is, I hope the New Day never break up. The New Day is perfect. Yeah. Perfect. The the, the greatest tag team of all time. Um, yeah. And right. I loved it. And I loved how they made you want Omos to get in. And how the New Day was so scared of him to get tagged. They did such a good job with that build. Once Omos came in the ring, though, very, very, very underwhelming. Like, it just... it it. It just didn't do, you know, I, he's just starting. I'm sure he'll get better, but uh, I wasn't too impressed with it. You you said that almost is raw, but is he SmackDown? <laughs> She's been waiting for nice. like a minute to make yeah. that joke. I saw it in yeah, her eyes. Nice. Did you know that's what I was I just, Yeah, <laughs> I did. It was all right. That's what I'll say. It was, it was all right. Um, yeah. But I was definitely hoping for more out of him. I was hoping for... I don't really know what I was hoping for, but more than what we got. Yeah, I mean, dude's like seven foot twelve. Like it's, I, I feel like it's hard to be like real, real athletic when you're that tall. So like, I, like I said, I think he played his role. I think he will improve. Like you're teamed up with one of the fucking best wrestlers in the history of the sport. So I, th- I think it'll, I think it'll, I think it'll improve. I'm excited to see their their run together. I got to feel like every match they have is going to be kind of like AJ doing the grunt work and then almost coming in to finish the job. Um, what was, uh, what, what's our, what's our points? What's our ratings on this one, boss? Well, uh, did we, did we all pick? Hope so. Jay and Omos? Honey. I don't remember. Uh, Sam did pick the new day. You dumbass. And Love so you. did Sarah. And so Whoa. did Sarah. Yeah. Jeez, and you um, guys are allowed to vote? That's crazy. <laughs> so that's our right, man. It's our it's our constitutional right. Yeah. I gave the match I gave the match a seven point four. Uh Matt gave the match a five point five. And sure. Samo gave the match a six point five. I'll I'll keep it. Like I said, I I enjoyed it. It was short. It was like ten minutes long, and I can watch AJ slash Kofi slash Xavier wrestle all day, but no, nothing that reinvented the wheel. It was entertaining. I might even bump it to like a six. But in terms of a match, nothing nothing to write home about. Just an entertaining uh entertaining storyline advancement. Yeah, I think I'll keep my rating. It was good. The new day is always entertaining. I'm glad that Woods is kind of getting not a push. But he's getting more time to shine because I feel like a lot of the time the New Day was so focused on Biggie and Kofi yeah. that he kind of slid into the background. 
And like he's he's a good wrestler and he's really really good on the mic. Oh, he's awesome. He's a really good wrestler and he's so charismatic. Mm-hmm. Very very good on the microphone. Very uh always was the most underrated member of the, of the day that is new. I love seeing it now too because I always thought the same and and wasn't it too when they were tag champs originally? Wasn't it usually Xavier Woods who was kind of on the sidelines? Yeah, he'd be at ringside with like the the trombone and which yeah, he's awesome at that it. too, the manager role. He's a he's a fucking very talented uh very talented individual. Yeah. yeah. He, he's really good uh, d- uh his filming career is pretty good too. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, he got into some adult film in the amateur industry and uh you know, it was a uh, pretty entertaining you know what I'll, I'll i'll defend the man he had his privacy taken away from him so as much as i as, as much as i defend xavier woods a competitor in our next match just wants to defend that universal championship braun Strowman. uh that was his thing when he was the yeah. champion yeah he ain't gonna get his hands on any championship anytime soon though xavier woods got his hands on page what are they doing with the big guy, man? Like, I, I'm a huge Braun Strowman fan, and the dude, the dude is cut now. I mean, the dude, it, like, they could, they couldn't build a statue more chiseled than he is. Like, I mean, the dude, the dude looks great, uh, but I mean, come on, dude, he's this big monster, and you're putting him into like an anti-bullying campaign. If you've ever been called stupid, I'm with you. <laughs> this is for everyone who's ever been called. stupid. Stupid in their life. Yeah, dude. So Your it's like I'm. Crushed it is on point. I, I feel yeah, like it pretty it's pretty decent. good. It's pretty good. I had high hopes. I had very high hopes for this match. Uh, because I mean, let's be real. You you find yourself like you can't keep questioning Shane. It's like, man, why is Shane facing the Undertaker at WrestleMania? Man, why is Shane facing AJ Styles at at WrestleMania, but it's like the dude always performs. So I had the highest of hopes for this match. Shane is is starting to. He's not. I don't want to say scary, but like he still does perform. But like every time he's on TV now, he looks like he went on like a coke bender beforehand. Like he's just always real sweaty and red, and just looks like he's gassed to the gills. But he goes out there and he, he still puts on quite a show. You know what I mean? He gets that. He gets that from his dad, dude. You, you ever see Vince cut a promo and how red he gets? Dude, I, you think Shane and Vince were backstage like? doing a line or two before this cage match absolutely to build the you think nerves. shane has done a line with his dad before without question yeah holy shit I the mean... mcmahon family they've done worse than that that's yeah. just that's amateur hour that's like fucking 11 a.m on sunday morning before easter dinner that's what the fucking mcmahon's do together there's no question in my mind to come up with those storylines that you come up with you have to be a fucked up family Oh like, God! Yeah, be. we talked about WrestleMania 17 and what they came up with, and just all the shit. Like, I mean, you just know, you just know that that family's pretty fucked up mentally. They they have to be. Like, I see Hunter and Stephanie like having a uh, having like sex parties and shit on their crib, <laughs> like just inviting whoever they want. I could actually, or maybe maybe the other way. Maybe maybe like Vince McMahon just hates Shane, and that's why he always makes him come out once a year to take a bump. Like, it's like Sunday morning, and Vince is like, hey, son, do you want to come here and do a line of cocaine with Dad? And Shane's like, yeah, Dad. He's like, not you, you little fucker. And then Triple H walks in. He's like, yeah, Dad, I'm ready to do cocaine with you. 
Yeah, man, maybe maybe all their you know maybe all their storylines that they have are based off real shit like the linda thing at 17 <laughs> maybe shane maybe shane was away from the company for so long because he really had a falling out with his dad and he was in and, yeah. and then vince came out and vince was like wasn't giving shane any money and you know shane was like dad you know i've been investing in all this shit and out of my own like i really need money like can we can we like uh mend things and he's like yeah shane but first you have to come to raw and then you have to face the Undertaker at Hell in a Cell, <laughs> and you have to jump off the top. D- D- Dad, I don't, I don't give a shit what you want. <laughs> Fuck your children. You think you can do fucking cocaine? Have you seen Hunter's nose? Jesus Christ, the man can snort the likes of which I've never seen before. I feel like out of all of the McMahons, Shane wants to be normal, but he's still pulled into this carnival bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because he's like kind of on the down low when he's not around. He doesn't really have much. He probably does just try to live his life. And every year someone calls him, whether it's Vince or Stephanie or Triple H, to pitch the new idea for Mania. And you know he's going to do it because he loves his family and he's trying to get their approval. He's never going to get it, but you know he wants it so bad. So he'll jump off the cage. (laughs) Do you love your daddy, Shane? Yeah, of course. Would you do anything for me? Uh, yeah. All right. You're jumping off the hell in a cell. Like, I feel like every time he gets hit up to do something crazy, he's, like, skeptical on it. And then that's what what Vince does. (laughs) He's like, if you really love me, you'll do it. If you really loved me, if you really loved your sister, Stephanie, you would sacrifice for us. Do you love me, Stephanie? Yeah, of course, Daddy. Then I need you to get a Daddy's Little Girl t-shirt and showcase it at WrestleMania. Stephanie, you're gonna wear the shirt because I need my push. (laughs) Gods, can we change the subject? Yeah, sure. So this was a steel cage match. Uh, WrestleMania, we're, we're, we're in a cage of emotion here on the podcast. They're in a cage of metal at WrestleMania. Um, Shane McMahon comes out with his boys, uh, uh, Elias and uh, Jackson Riker, and they they beat up on uh, they beat up on Braun Strowman with a little bit of steel chair beforehand, but but that does not matter. Um, if you I, I, you already know who won this match, like I don't even have to go through it. Like it's it's Braun Strowman beating the dog shit out of Shane McMahon, and then Shane's able to get some momentum and he he starts to climb and. Braun punches a big ass hole through the cage, which was like the one cool thing from the first cool thing that I remember from it. Uh, they yeah. drag Shane back to the top, and I didn't think about this at the time. I listened to another podcast, uh, the Lapsed Fan, and they were talking about it. I, how nerve wracking do you think it would be to be on top of that cage after it had been raining all night? Like you got to imagine the top of that cage was wet and slippery. That's probably why Braun was holding on like oh, yeah. for fucking dear life. We're all like, do you think Braun's afraid of heights? He's probably afraid of slipping off the cage and dying in front of 25,000 people. Yeah. That's a good point. Also, like, I feel like every Shade McMahon at WrestleMania match, it's like they write down, like, the 20 biggest stars, and they find the one who doesn't have a match yet two weeks before the show, and they're like, okay, Shane, Braun doesn't have a match. You're going to be against Braun this time. That is true. It's always so random who he ends up paired with. I, I almost I almost called Shane in this match simply because it's like Shane always has, you know, amazing matches. He always 
goes the extra mile to ensure he entertains. Yeah. Uh, but he always ends up losing. So I was very, very, very close to Con Shane in this match. Yeah. I just, you know, it's the, it's the story. You can't let the bully win because Shane was calling me stupid. I just spit all over the microphone. Dude, I was, you God. know what? I'm sure Braun Strowman has plenty of DNA in every WWE microphone that there is. So. Oh, he spit um, so hard. He has to. Is that yeah, Braun, Braun Strowman, Strowman or John Cena? Because he's spitting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, uh, it was it was okay. It wasn't. My expectations, I think, were a little higher than what was delivered. But you know, it was okay. Um, I called, I called Braun, uh, and I gave it a seven point six. Okay. Uh, Muzzy also called Braun, and he gave it a six point five. Fair. And uh, Samo called Braun with a six, and Sarah also called Braun. So we had we had Braun across the boards, um, just a little underwhelming for a cage match. Would you keep your six? I might go up to like a six point two five. It it. Damn! Whoa! Hold the brakes there. It, it wasn't that bad. Um, I think this is kind of where I I didn't stop paying attention, but I was kind of just like. It's it's Shane and Braun and I I like Braun Strowman a lot. I want to like him more than I do. That's fair. That's fair. I I you know the, what did I give it, Brandon? A five point five or a six or a six point five? Uh, you, my friend, gave it a six point five. That's fair because like like you said, it's kind of underwhelming. But uh, although although Vince may have passed over Shane backstage before the show in favor of Triple H, there was still one hell of a bump in that ring. Mm-hmm. The, the the flat back bump off the top <laughs> of the cage. Everything ties back. Time is a flat circle. Yes. Um, but yeah, that that's that. Um, a- after the cage match, we go to the 2020 Hall of Fame induction. Son of a bitch. That scared the shit out of me. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, boy. All right, Matt Muzzy, it is time, my Fuck friend. Me. All right. The rules are, as you know, you have three minutes to answer as many questions as you can. You must beat your high score, which is 14 from the last time. So, again, I'm asking you to get 15 questions correct. Okay. If you do that, you win a wrestling action figure. You can then go for double or nothing. If you fail and you have zero, you can still double or nothing. So you have the chance of one to two wrestling action figures. Matt Muzzy, do you have any questions? Nope. I think, I'm, I think I got it from last time. I think I'm good. All right. So the timer will begin after I read the first question. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. And what year did Shawn Michaels turn on Marty Jannetty? 1993. 1992. Two. Fuck. What? Go ahead. What did Floyd Mayweather use as the final blow to defeat the Big Show? Uh, punch with brass knuckles. Correct. What did Kalisto, Kalisto use the Salida del Sol against through a ladder at TLC 2015? What? Your your mic cut out. Who? Who? Did he hit it on? Yeah. Uh, Kofi. Nope, Jey Uso. Name the four members of the core who faced off against Kane, Big Show, Kofi Kingston, Santino Morella, and a Wade Barrett, Ezekiel Jackson, Heath Slater, Justin Gabriel. Correct. Taking out his frustrations on his former tag team partner, Rob Van Dam, Kane first unmasked 
in after failing to capture the world title from which Superstar Triple 2003. H. Correct. Raw 2003, Hurricane defeated The Rock with the help of what other WWE superstar? Austin. Correct. What was the main event at Starcade 1983 that took place in a steel cage match? Harley Race versus Ric Flair. Correct. Billy Gunn was a member of what tag team in 1993? Smoking Gun. Correct. Who eliminated The Undertaker at the 2002 Royal Rumble? Maven. Correct. The main event at Survivor Series 1998 featured the Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan, and Randy Savage, uh, Hercules, Coco Beware, and Hillbilly Jim squared off against two. I don't know. Which rock group wrote Sting's theme song? Uh, Metallica. Correct. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Booker T, Scott Hall, Chris Benoit. Which of these superstars never won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship? Duggan. Scott Hall. Who is the tallest wrestler to ever step Duggan foot never in won WWE the world ring? title. Who is the tallest wrestler to ever step foot in WWE ring? Giant Gonzalez. Correct. The Godfather was also known as who? Papa Shango, Kama Mustafa. Correct, correct. Mark Calloway made his debut going under what name on November 19th, 1990? The Undertaker. Kane, The Undertaker. Wrong. Fuck, who wrong. appeared on Raw no, and Nitro? No, you're wrong there. Who, who appeared on Raw and Nitro on the same night during the Monday Night Wars? Rick Rude. Correct. Who was the first wrestler inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? Andre. Correct. The British Bulldog came to the ring with a dog named who? Uh, Matilda. Correct. What was the name of Macho Man's 2003 album title? Be a Man. Correct. Who was the first ever Universal Champion? Ben Ballard. Correct. In 1986, Rick Martel and Tom Zink were known as the What Connection? Uh... Can-Am. 26 seconds. Yep, correct. Who was the first WWE Cruiserweight Champion in 2016? TJ Perkins. Correct. What city was the premiere episode of Raw... What city was the premiere episode of Raw hosted? Mm, pass. New York. New York, yep, correct. Who was the first ever European Champion? Um, Bulldog. Correct. Last question. Who was the 1995 King of the Ring? Mabel. Correct. Wow, dude. I don't I got, know how many you got right Sam there. Sam counted 20, but I'm pretty sure you got two questions wrong. Uh, all right. So back back live because we're going to edit that out. We were we were going over a couple things. Jim Duggan never won the World uh, Heavyweight Championship in WCW. Right. Uh, he was the television champion and the United States champion. That was my bad. Um, so we're going to give Matt that one. And... Matt, uh, you want to explain to the viewers about Kane the Undertaker again? So you might have been well. I I wasn't I, when I heard the date. I just thought of Survivor Series. So he debuted at Survivor Series as the Undertaker, and then after the fact, on like Superstars, they aired matches of him named Kane the Undertaker, which were filmed before Survivor Series but aired after. God, dude, you're a slob, man. I know you're it's a slob. fucking you know, disgusting. You know it all. So we're gonna we're gonna give you the jump the the Jim Duggan one, and we're I mean, gonna just erase. Either the way, I already one. had twenty. So so you good. have you have twenty one. You dude, I said before this that this was gonna be harder than the first time around, and you you slayed it. Yeah. You absolutely slayed it, dude. Twenty one correct answers out of twenty five. I'm glad the time limit went went the way it did because i only had 25 questions and we went through 25 questions hey well, um, yeah let's go but what the other the only one i didn't say the correct answer to was the main event at survivor series the mega yeah. powers hercules coco beware and hillbilly jim they squared off against the twin towers akeem and boss man ted dibiase haku and the red rooster oh wow okay 
So, yes, 21 right. So you win a wrestling action figure of your choosing, so now you have to ask yourself, do you want to go double or nothing? Is, is this all elite wrestling, or is this the Very Muzzy Wrestling Podcast? <laughs> of course I'm going double or nothing. All right, so you answer this question correctly, and you win two. That's right, I said two wrestling action figures of your choice. Hot damn. If you get it wrong, you owe me, BDC, a wrestling action figure. Are yeah. you ready, Matt? Yep. Visibly cringing and unable to catch himself. What racial slur did Booker T use cutting a promo in WCW? Fuck off. I'm not the N-word, you dumbass. I'm not saying there's, it. There's, there's, there's many N-words, dude. Like, <laughs> which, which N-word was it? Yeah, we're not playing a trap on where I say the fucking N-word on a podcast. Give me my damn so action are, figures and let's are, move are on. You, so, so, so are you saying you don't know the answer? Oh, I know the answer quite well. So what's the answer? Hold on one second. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get a special guest to help me out here. <laughs> I'm not I'm not asking Booker T. I'm asking you. Fuck off. Do, do you, are you are you, all right? I guess uh, I guess I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna go choose what action figure I want. I hate you, you dumbass. <laughs> Give me my two figures and let's move on. Tell me, tell me that wasn't good though. It was pretty good, but you, you're not going to was... trap me on my own podcast yet. Oh, asshole. you've been trapped, my dog. You've been trapped. Jesus Christ! All right, well, hey, I just won two action figures. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, no, no. Let, let the let the record show that Matt Muzzy got his his customizable Stone Cold Steve Austin action figure, and now BDC is going to choose one that he wants. All right, I gotta go pee. Go go piss, because I need to finish this, and we still have an entire show to go. <laughs> Fucking idiot. All right, we're back after that incredible round of questioning from, from Brandon. Thank you so much for that. Um, so up next at WrestleMania <laughs> Night 1 is the 2020 WWE Hall of Fame inductions. Um, they brought everybody out. They got inducted. They got their moment in the spotlight. You had uh, JBL, John Bradshaw Layfield, the the late, great British Bulldog, who was uh, inducted, or a speech was given by his son, Davy Boy Smith uh, Jr., Harry Smith, whatever you want to call him. You had uh, jo Jushin Thunder Liger, Japanese sensation, Jushin Thunder Liger, the aforementioned NWO, minus about 50 of the members who deserve to go in as well. Then you had the Bella Twins, uh, Nikki and uh, Brie, you had your celebrity wing was Bill Shatner, Star Trekkie and William Shatner, and your Warrior Award winner was Titus O'Neil. Uh, we kind of covered the Hall of Fame last week. I don't want to dig too much back into that. I've already gone on my NWO thing. N nice to see the stars get their, get their moment in front of the crowd. You know, I bet that felt nice, especially after doing their speeches in front of nobody. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, any, any quick thoughts on this? No, just uh, just what you said. It was uh, it was nice, and I'm I'm glad they held out last year so that they could have their moment in front of the crowd because that is what they did, right? Last year's uh, class came in this year as well. Yeah, so yeah, they did they did both in the same night because last year everything got canceled due to the uh, the COVID. So this year they they both got to be honored. So that's pretty nice. Yeah, pretty nice. Um, there was a little video package next year. They're doing WrestleMania at AT&T stadium in Dallas. Again, the home of WrestleMania 32. Hopefully this one's a little bit better. Cause that show was kind of weak. 
and hopefully uh, we'll we'll get this uh, vaccination rollout going, and there won't be any super spooky UK variants that change course, and maybe we'll be able to have a full scale WrestleMania next year. Uh, we'll see ya. Yeah. Uh, do you think Steve Austin's gonna host next year? Oh hell yeah! I think Austin will probably host, and I think they're gonna induct uh, Taker into the Hall of Fame because he's a Texas boy. After his last match again. <laughs> he's gonna have another match there's no doubt about it in my mind it like like um let me go into a quick little rant right here oh god i i used to love i loved what they did for with lesnar for a long time and i felt like it got to the point where taker really couldn't perform like how he did so he passed on the torch to brock lesnar uh, so many people were against lesnar ending the streak instead of an up-and-comer but i i enjoyed it because Lesnar was there. He's like the most dominant force in WWE since like Bruno San Martino. And like, you know, they handed him like that torch and I loved it. And then it was Brock's responsibility to pass on that torch to the next person. And then they completely ruined that. But, um, um, Taker kept going way longer than he should have. We all know that. Oh yeah. But there's no way that he's going to end his WrestleMania, like, against no crowd pre-taped thing. They're, they're, he's going to have another match. So I do hope next year he does get inducted Yeah, and um, that he has one last match if he's in the shape to do it. That's what I'm hoping for. If not a match, I do think they'll have him, if they're going to do Mania at Texas and he's getting inducted, I feel like they're going to give him his own thing next year where he gets to come out in front of the crowd and say goodbye properly. I think we're going to get something, whether it's a match or an in-ring thing. Yeah, I, I hope so. Something. Because, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch WrestleMania last year. Yeah. Um. So I heard, I heard of, like, Taker and AJ's match, and I heard it was good. But I mean, yeah, that's but it wasn't that's a not match. a retirement match, dude. That's that's not how you do it. No, we don't go out in the boneyard. That was my taker. He he did, Whatever. you know. It was it was pretty cool that he came back as the bad. And I hope if he does have another match, he comes back as the badass again. The seven foot bitch, baby. God, I hate it. <laughs> um, but so 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 back to to WrestleMania this year. We got two matches left on night one. Up next was the tag team match between the Miz and John Morrison against newcomer Damian Priest and his boy, international celebrity, music superstar, number one streamed artist on Spotify, the Bad Bunny. And this was a fucking pleasant surprise, yeah. That's yeah, okay. Was that was great. a question, but that's okay. It was very, very good. Very, very good. I'm sorry. So yeah, Bad Bad Bunny came in around uh, Royal Rumble time, and it, it was very obvious they were trending in this direction. Uh, there was reports that he was training real hard for this, and Damian Priest has made his way up. He's been pretty impressive. I've always been a, a fan of his. Miz and Morrison are so fucking entertaining. Like I, I know that like. A lot of people hate The Miz. I love The Miz. I think he's so good on the mic. He's such an entertaining character. Doesn't take himself too seriously. John Morrison and his his mullet is a fucking very entertaining backup character to The Miz. They work very well together. I was excited for this, but I I will say it definitely exceeded expectations. Uh, Just in front of Raymond James, you had about 20 people in bunny costumes hopping down. (laughs) How nervous are you knowing that ramp is just filled with water and you got to 
hop down in this buddy costume that you probably can't see shit out of because yeah. you, you feel like you're probably going to slip and bust your ass on the way down. But instead, just one of the bunnies lost his ears. You know, sad story. Yeah, no, they, I thought we were going to see another Mandy Rose moment where someone just ate ass, which would have been very entertaining. You want to watch bunnies eat ass? No. I wonder who those bunnies were, if they were just random dudes or if they were, like, wrestlers who didn't make the show. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious if they just had everyone who was in the Andre Battle Royal on SmackDown have to wear a bunny costume at Mania. It's like, Shinsuke, <laughs> Shinsuke, it's you're going to put the goddamn bunny costume on and you're going to like it. <laughs> But but Vince, like we 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 want to be a part of Mania. Like, don't count on SmackDown. Like, what do you got for us? <laughs> oh, you want to be part of Mania, huh? Well, fuck it. Keep them NXT kids down there. I've got a job for you guys. But but Vince, like, keep arguing with me. You get the bunny mask with one ear. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin, I already ripped off your. I already tore your group apart. The one thing that kept you going. You're gonna wear a damn bunny costume, and you're gonna fucking like it, Shelton. Yeah, that's dude, my new head too. it probably was it probably was wrestlers oh yeah i'm sure because like usually they use like nxt people or like the real green people that aren't even on nxt yet like that are just training but i would bet that'd be so funny if they just had the main roster people to save money put on these fucking bunny costumes also like it was so cheaply made because if you go back and rewatch it you could see where like the bunny costumes are like falling apart and you can see their backs and their clothes through the bunny costumes yeah yeah it was uh it was something but hey we got to listen to uh the sensational song number one on the billboard charts in my heart at least hey hey hop hop by the uh aforementioned legendary hip-hop duo of the miz and john morrison just i'm <laughs> It was, gr- it was great, man. Clap. I loved it. Fire emoji, 100 emoji. Yeah. Laugh emoji, 100, 100, 100. Fire, fire, fire. On fleek. That's what the kids are into well, these see, days. Well, you see BDC still undefeated at, on the night, by the way. Yeah, you fucker. Um, went, so- went, uh, went for Miz and Morrison tonight. I don't know yeah, why you- I did it. Looking at it now, kind of silly. I think you were getting I cocky because w- we, we uh, like we both started making really dumb picks around this point. Well, I mean, you, uh, I mean, you guys all went bad bunny. Um, well, yeah, but, it's the celebrity match; they always win. Uh, but in my so what I was what I was thinking was that they were going to have them lose in a weird way. I mean, Miz just came off being champion too, so I was like, maybe. Maybe they'll put him over over the celebrity in like a cheap way. Maybe Damien getting pinned or tights or, you know, something. And they were going to push Bad Bunny into competing uh, in a singles match against Miz at the upcoming pay-per-view. That's that's kind of where my mind was going with it. Yeah, that is, that's true, too. The Miz won the WWE Championship between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Uh, lost it real quick. I thought for a minute they were going to do Bad Bunny versus The Miz for the WWE title, just for like a split minute. Uh, glad they didn't, because this worked out really well. Um, but this was really good, man. Uh, Bad Bunny was in the ring for a majority of it. He was his. He sold for. He sold really well. He looked like he really put his fucking heart and soul into it. His moves looked really good for someone who'd never done it before. He hit Morrison with a fucking Canadian destroyer on the side of the ring. Dude was impressive. You could tell that he actually gave a shit. Yeah, do we know who trained Bad Bunny? 
I'm not 100% sure. He probably went down to the performance center and worked with a bunch of people. But you got to say, man, like I know a lot of people, sometimes you don't like the celebrity involvement because it does push back wrestlers like undercarters or whatever. But when you have someone who comes in and puts this kind of effort and gets so many viewers and eyeballs onto it, I think that's a success. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a, it was a pretty good match. Miz and, uh, Miz and Morrison lose. I was going to say they won. But uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest win because the celebrity goes over at Mania. We send the people home happy. Uh, Brandon, what uh, what did we uh, rate this bad boy? I gave it a eight point three. I I gave it higher than the main event or uh, the title match to to open the show. Yeah, I gave it an eight point three, dude. I it wasn't like the Hurricane Rana, like you said, the Canadian Destroyer. How Miz sold that when he seen Bad Bunny deliver. Yeah, that uh, Canadian Destroyer, dude. It was you felt that. You know, you logged into that pain body and you felt that. That's how good his acting was. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and then just Bad Bunny's glimpses of offense throughout the match. It wasn't how I was kind of expecting it was that Miz was going to destroy bad bunny and then he was gonna hit a move and then get a tag in or something and but i mean he went for it he's like if i'm gonna put on a match dude i we are gonna put on a match that people aren't gonna forget and it was great it was great i gave it an 8.3 uh you gave it um a 8.25 fair enough and i did like uh i liked uh, Lashley and McIntyre slightly more, but that's just my own personal preference. And this was yeah. better than uh, Cesaro Rollins, so yeah, I I enjoyed it. Well, Sam it was... gave it an eight point five. Uh, that was her highest score of the night so far. Yeah, it was good. Very good. That's that's what you're here for. You wanna you wanna watch some uh, some entertaining uh, pro graps, and that's what we got. Uh, that leads us into our next contest, your main event of night one for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. You got the champion, Sasha Banks, defending <laughs> against your 2021 Women's Royal Rumble winner, Bianca Belair, in that goddamn banger of an entrance theme. I'm on my own. Against the wall. I don't know the rest of the words. The fucking hair whip in the beginning. Uh, this was dope. This was awesome. Really good main event. Like, uh, that when, when they were getting introduced, uh, I, uh, for some reason, my dumb ass picked Sasha, and I think you did too, Brandon. Uh, yeah, dude, we both did. And, and looking at it now, it's like, you, I, again, it's WWE, so you expect them, you, you know, look what happened to Shinsuke a couple years ago after he won the Rumble. So I figured it was, I, I figured Sasha might win in a paying your due type thing. It's like you won the Rumble. Now, you know, you, you got a little bit more due to pay before, you know, you get there. That's kind of how my mindset was going. But in the initial opening championship match of the night, they kind of already... Uh, took what you thought was going to be the sure thing. So should have probably thought of that a little more. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, it's as soon as they both came out, I was like, yeah, I'm wrong. Cause like Bianca just looked so happy and yeah, I know she's in the main event and she's young and in front of the crowd, but I seen it and I was like, oh, she's winning this shit. There's no question. She's not yeah. Her face kind of, kind of got rid of the like kayfabe. 30s. That is a good point. She's newer though. Yeah. I think that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she and it's really it's really heartwarming. She seems like a really cool person. Yeah, her uh, her special on the WWE Network about her life was really really good. I recommend anyone listening to go check that out. Well, on Peacock, I'm sorry, uh, Peacock. If uh, if it's there, I'm I'm sure it is. 
But, you know, or if you're going to get that VPN like your boy Muzzy, we can do that too. Uh, very good match. Very good back and forth. Uh, that fucking hair whip at the end, man. That was louder than a fucking gunshot. Oh, dude. Well, yeah, there was that. And I'm like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, was that real? Did they, like, add that sound in? or Because that sounded way more violent than it should have been. And then you seen Sasha's side after. Like, yeah. she legitimately cut her with her hair. That was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, honey, what did you think? You know, it's a fucking historic main event. Uh, two black women in the main event of WrestleMania. There hadn't even been a women's main event until a couple of years back when they had the triple threat. This is some historical shit, and they, 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 they delivered on the biggest stage possible. Yeah, it was super good. Um, Sasha was great. She She's She's always been good, but I feel like she could really work with Bianca. Um, they seem like they like each other, IRL. Like, they seem like they are, they're cool with each other. And like I said, I said, I think I said this to you. I don't know if I said this while we were watching it, but it's not like a typical – I think I said this last week. It's not your typical, like, grudge match. It's they, – they, they kind of booked it in a way of, like, hey, let's just go out there and see who's better. Like, it wasn't like they hate each other. There wasn't some deep-rooted – issue it's just hey let's see who's the better wrestler yeah like the, the spirit that. of competition yeah and and compete they did <laughs> back was, and forth go ahead brandon i was just gonna say it was you know they they have very similar um personas i think and it was it they just kind of built it like sasha was like i'm that bitch you know i'm that boss and bianca was like well, you know, you have what I want. And it was it was a pretty good buildup. It was very simple, but it was good. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Bianca Belair wins the championship in the main event of WrestleMania. I didn't realize this when we were watching it at your place, Brandon, because I think we were all, like, talking and stuff. Michael Cole botched the call when Bianca won. I went back and watched the ending this morning, and uh, as they count the three, Michael Cole's like, and Banks kicks out. And Corey oh, really? Graves, yeah, Corey Graves is like, no, Michael, she won. And then she starts celebrating, and Michael Cole's quiet for like ten seconds, and then he's like, Bianca Belair actually won the championship. I didn't realize <laughs> it at the time, but it's a real bad fuck up. I didn't because, okay. like I said, I think we were all just either cheering or like talking or something but we were also but. spending the whole night like coming up with words that rhyme to their last names we were like like sasha tanks <laughs> she just hit her with her bianca bell hair <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but no good match uh that was my top rated of the night i think it was all of ours i gave it a well, i gave it an 8.6 which is my highest of the night yeah um you gave it a nine And Samo gave it a nine as well. Would you say a nine remains fair, my my sweet? Yeah, it was one of my favorite matches. I really like Sasha Banks. You know, I'm a big Sasha Banks fan. I think she's my favorite woman. Maybe not as good technically as like a Becky or a Charlotte, but she's very entertaining. And I just, I really enjoy her. I do think that like of the four, like Bailey, Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte, she's the most... I don't want to say underrated because obviously she's always in the title picture, but she, just her in-ring work is underrated, I feel like. I feel like when you talk about them, it's always, oh, Becky and Charlotte are the best technical wrestlers. Sha Sasha's not bad. Sasha's awesome. She's yeah. very good. She's the boss. <laughs> her SmackDown Women's Championship. Amia. <laughs> 
if you want the if you want to be on WrestleMania or whatever she said, then you will choose Mia. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking, who's Mia, bitch? Your name is Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. So night one. So night one. Uh, pick two. You know, undefeated into the last two matches. Your boy ended up with five. Well, we'll start from the highest. Sarah got six. So Sarah's leading after night one with six. Your boy BDC with five. Muzzy in a close third with 4.5. And then Samo just a point behind him with 3.5. So that that's night one of WrestleMania. Um, the, the points aren't looking too hot for, for us, honey. Um, but luckily there is a second night of professional wrestling to get into. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun so far. We've been running about an hour and 40 minutes, so we've, we've all made an executive decision. This part is going to be released one night, and night two will be coming another night. We're sticking to the WWE format. I think it will work. So, everybody, we will be back with part two. If you've enjoyed this one so far, stay tuned because it's going to get bigger. It's going to get badder. My favorite match of the weekend is going to be happening. The main event triple threat match is an absolute banger. Brandon, you're going to be back with us. You're going to help us continue and knock this whole thing out, finish this quest with us, right? Oh, hell yeah. Well, let's do it then. Um, so for everybody listening to this part, I'm not going to do the whole Twitter and Facebook thing because I know that you're going to have the nuts to listen tonight too, and you're going to hear that info at the end of that. So just know that we appreciate you listening to this one. We will be back later this week with night two. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Break it down.